0: Shabbat shalom, everyone.
1: Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom.
0: Welcome, welcome. Today is a special day. It's our 21st episode. And guess what today's date is? 11 21 20. Huh. That's not by chance. Uh, happy birthday, Rabbi Al Shalom. His birthday was yesterday.
2: Mm-hmm. And Thank I have a day.
0: gift for you. Look at oh, the yeah. screen. Hold on, I'm all excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm a birthday person, so.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: look, look who's logged on. This is your gift. Okay. Okay. Uh, thank you <laughs> <me>. <laughs> okay.
2: okay. We have
0: Doctor yeah. Apostle Benjamin Moore. That's one uh-huh. of his besties, and so I wanted him to be yeah. a gift for you today.
2: Yeah, it is you? a gift. It's, it's okay. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. My brother.
3: I love you, my brother. Yeah, we were just on on Monday. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Had a good time.
2: Had a good time.
0: (laughs) Welcome, uh, Dr. Apostle Benjamin Moore. Uh, Welcome to the Hebrew Congregation of Houston, and uh, we know that you've done a long walk, a long journey, and you've been on both sides of the spectrum with uh, Christianity, and also realizing your Hebrew Israelite walk. So if you can just give us a little synopsis of your background, we would appreciate it.
2: Oh, okay. Um, um man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know us a lot, but just, uh, whatever you want us to know about you. I know I met apostle, uh, Benjamin through the eights. He's uh, an advocate for uh, AIDS patients and people with AIDS because I used to exercise them when I had my fitness studio and there was a community of people uh, who had AIDS and I used to go in and exercise them um, as a charity type of work and he works closely and that's what his mission is. I know to help people in the AIDS community.
2: I appreciate that. Uh, My wife and I moved here in in, uh, 15. She had a job off at Prairie View, and that's how I got here to Texas. And we we work with Alpha Omega HIV AIDS Foundation in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I I I grew up in the Baptist congregation, and realizing that when people say the church, they normally will were talking about a building. But we are the church; we, the people itself. So, in, in in growing up in the Baptist environment and coming to realize that it's not about the church; it's about you. Then I started learning about wanting to know Jesus. Apostle Yakar decided who who is the uh, apostle of. Uh, Yukon Ministries in in Atlanta, Georgia, she started to teach the congregation about Jesus. Who is Jesus? Where did he come from? How did he grow up? And she started teaching us his name, Yeshua. And and from that, curiosity just grew. So I, I, I had this unction, I guess, to just learn more about it. And upon coming here, Rabbi was one of the first people that I have met, my wife and I met. We, he, at that time, he had a, him and his wife had, had a store. And then he, we went there, we talked to him, we prayed together. And they invited us to come to worship with them. And as a result of that, my knowledge of Yeshua and his background just improved. And, and my relationship with Rabbi has increased from that time to this time. Thank
0: you. Thank you, and so, uh, and that's what all of our job is, is Yahshua is the light, we are his children, and we are to bring others into the light. And that's why we're here, and that's what our journey is to uh, travel around social media day by day to witness about Yashua and his greatness and his light and his love. Amen. Amen. And so uh, we're elated to have you here today. If you can go ahead and start us off in prayer, and then we'll go ahead into our Easter keeping it real. Our
2: Heavenly Father, Hashashi, Ishana, Hashara, Nisha, Ishena, Hashara, Hastara, She, Ishe, Asha, Haya, and Nisha, Ishena, Ishena, Haya, Naneh Nane, Ishena, Hastana, He Shana, Hastara, Nanish, He Shana, Hastara, Nane, He Shana, Hastana, we thank you, Father, for this Sabbath day. We thank you. May this be a blessed day in the Lord. In Yeshua's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so
0: much for the prayer and we'll do uh, two words today uh we know that uh last week we did "tada," which is thank you and then we did the welcome which is uh bak bakasha. that's the welcome and so today our word would be uh yachai which is child so i am a yachai of the all deny. i'm a child of god okay so that's our word for today we have a lot going on um so, I'm not going to go through all the words. Uh, I'll go through them all next week. But, like I said, uh, write it as you want to say it. And I'll put it B A B A K K H S H A W. Ba Vakasha. So, Ba is welcome. All right. All right. So, uh, we are the Hebrew Israelites. We are from Shem, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Okay, and so we are here to learn on how to move forward, and so we have Rabbi shalom we have Griff, we have all these men of God. We got a uh, Doctor uh, Apostle Benjamin Moore. I thank God for these men of God that's on today. So the men are stepping up; they are covering, and we want any man at, or female that want to join in this square. We ask that you just uh, text me underneath or message me and we'll be more than glad to have you on. We are building our, comu- our community. We are having our awakening. We are moving forward and that's what we're here for. Okay, so uh, we're going to do our Easter keeping it real, um, which is one of y'all, your best parts. I know, right? <laughs> and so today is going to be on Thanksgiving. And I want to say this word right and when you want to say a word right you do what get on here, you can put indigenous. indigenous. So I want to say indigenous that's the native Americans then indigenous people okay so why do I say thanksgiving and indigenous people let's talk about this thanksgiving that's coming up in. The background of it, so we want to keep it keep it real, we want to learn why are we celebrating these we know. in slavery, after we came out of slavery, it's just tradition. We came here, we were brought over here in boats and a lot of the culture and traditions were forced upon us and we celebrate them and we don't even know why. So in September of 1620, now just think we got here, what, in 1619. So in September of 1620, 102 people wanted to separate from the Church of England and they were called religious separatists. okay? So there was 102 of them on this ship called the Mayflower and they left and they went over to, uh, they left Plymouth, England and they went over to what we call now Massachusetts, okay? So uh, a lot of them on that boat, they were dying. It was cold over there. They, you know, they didn't know how to survive out there. So uh, they were dying from the brutal winter, uh, starvation and diseases. And then this Native American name, and I might not say these names right, that's okay. Benaki, he came over and he started, he was speaking English and he started helping them. Okay, so him, um, Squanto, and a Potoxic tribe arrived. Am I saying that right, Griff? I know you, 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 are. <laughs> okay, so they arrived and um, they started helping them. So, how did they help them? They taught them how uh, to cultivate the land. They taught them how to cultivate corn. They extracted sap from the maple trees. They taught them how to co- catch fish in the river and avoid poisonous plants, okay? And then they, uh, they helped them and they made peace with this other tribe called the Wampanoag tribe. So you have the Native Americans already there they see the Europeans, basically the Europeans, which are the pilgrims, were starving and dying. A lot of them had died and they were peaceful, loving people. And they said, hey, we're gonna help them, all right? So November 1961, a year later, I'm sorry, November 1621, excuse me, a year later after they arrived, the pilgrims had a successful harvest with the corn. So they got with the native Americans and they called it what like a feast that was their first celebration, which was this thanksgiving. So the next year the harvest wasn't that great, but in 1623 was the second thanksgiving because they had a really good harvest that year. Now here we go by 1630 they called it the Plymouth Massachusetts now they didn't rename these people land okay. Mm -hmm by uh there was a massacre of the indians in 1622 in virginia does that sound familiar 1619 they brought us over there on the boats right Right. obviously the indians were already there also the native americans then they started slaughtering them there was a massacre in 1622 all right then they worked their way over in 1637 and they killed Many of those Native Americans that were in Massachusetts, they burned them alive. I'm not making this up. Uh, you can look it up in your history. History, it's history. These were peaceful people who helped them, but once again, their blood is in the soil, just like our blood is in the soil. So, in 1789, George Washington he proclaimed the day of Thanksgiving in 1789. And then in 1863 Abraham Lincoln he proclaimed Thanksgiving a holiday after what the Civil War. Okay, which the Civil War was about what us the north and the south fighting over slavery. So now you have it here the, the Native Americans were murdered, we were enslaved and murdered being lynched at the time, and here we are. When we go to our dinner tables at Thanksgiving, we're like, oh, thank, thanks. And, you know, uh, Uncle Jeffrey isn't here. Aunt Sarah isn't here. The Native Americans were slaughtered. They're not here. So when you sit there and you're eating and you're celebrating, you need to ask uh, the Lord, Yahshua and Yahweh, to vindicate them to have mercy on them. Cause that's a hurtful situation to help somebody and have all your people, even children were burned alive. And I'm not trying to uh, mess up your Thanksgiving. I, I traditionally w- was celebrating it too, but you gotta know your history and we have to know what's going on. Okay, we have to awaken. This is a awakening and that's what we're here for. Of course they had to capitalize off of it it's predicted that the US will make 1.1 billion, would it be, billion dollars for 2020 Thanksgiving. 1.1 billion dollars. And you want to go biblically? The Europeans were, what, from Japheth, one of Noah's sons who went up in Europe, in the cold area. Genesis 10 and five, in the Bible says that Noah's son Japheth is the Gentiles, or the Europeans. But Yahweh, Yahshua, we have mercy on them. We're not bitter. We don't hate everyone because he's grafted everyone in, right? But we have to know our history and know we're celebrating. So when you sit there and you're eating, you know what what the the background of this really is. And we ask for peace and mercy on our Native American people and us. The, The grounds, of the United States have our blood in the soil and so the Native Americans blood in the soil. Anybody wanna make a comment on that?
1: Yeah, if, if you don't mind, sister, so let me just, that that was a beautiful walkthrough of that history right there. And I just wanna add a piece to that. Um, understanding that, and this is when I had to stop celebrating Thanksgiving is when I realized that it wasn't a celebration for everybody. Understanding that here in America, uh, for the Native Americans or the, or, or the American Aborigines, whatever you want whatever label you want to call it. Um, that day is actually labeled as a day of mourning for them. Uh, that day is a day that is not celebrated but is rather mourned by those people because of one of the greatest genocides in human history that no one wants to talk about. No one wants to talk about the fact that this is all stolen land and that one of the greatest genocides in human history had to happen for this land to be here. Not only that, the other part of it is that a lot of us have Native American in our blood, whether we know it or not. After we were free from slavery, after we had to you know, just kind of go out and figure it out on our own, a lot of us combined and, uh, and joined in with different Native American tribes, um, things like that. So a lot of us have Native in our blood. These are our ancestors as well, uh, and we don't even realize or acknowledge it. Um, so just wanted to add that piece in that uh, every, Everything that we celebrate, everything that's celebrated in America, isn't celebrated by all people groups. There are oppressed people groups that, when we celebrate this thing, it is a sign of oppression to them. Um, so, just wanted to add that that other piece in there. But again, thank you for bringing that up, Sister Easter, and going through that. Um, so necessary at a time like this.
0: You're welcome. Anyone else want to make a, a comment?
2: Okay. I- I I like to say that I appreciate what you're doing. And because a lot of us and other races, we don't recognize it. And, And you're putting it out there for us to think about. And once it's out there, then we're responsible for what we do after we have that knowledge. So I just like to say thank you for putting that out there.
0: You're welcome. Okay, so uh, just just think about, and and it, it's it's not a, it's it's not a really a celebration. It's not, and my heart cries out for the Native Americans also, which they are what brown people. They're brown people. They are our color. They have melanin, and so uh, there's a long history with 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 that whole situation. Okay. And so our, our teaching today, we have our great Rabbi Afshalom. I was glad to give him a nice little gift today. <laughs> his, his bestie is here. And um, we're going to go back to life cycle. Now uh, he's already shared, we've done two life cycles about the eighth day after your child is born, they should be circumcised and you can uh, control that. And then on about time they age of five, he gave us a timeline. They should start learning the Torah, which is the first five Bibles of the book or, or four because he said you leave the Genesis out. So the first uh, five Bibles of the uh, books of the Bible, and then he went on to 10 years of age. They shouldn't know it by then. And so then he went on to uh, 13 is that age where uh, the sins are starting to take upon themselves as you becoming into your adulthood at that age. So he went on. And so I was just giving a little uh, background of what we had done last week. So Rabbi Avshalom, you can take it from here. We look forward to your teachings as usual.
3: Yeah. Well, Shalom, Shalom, Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Uh, I am Rabbi Avshalom Ben Yaakov, uh, which is my name in Israel. And it is a blessing to be here. And thank you, uh, uh Sarah. that wonderful teaching today and uh i have my 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 brother on here dr benjamin (laughs) i get surprised all the time but uh, yeah it's a blessing um and yeah and we are doing the the life cycles but the life cycles there's a lot to the life cycles um and and again i want to make it practical for today as i'm doing these teachings and so um uh, just if you have questions, you know, ask the questions, take notes, uh, go back and do your own research, okay, because a lot of the things that we do are not necessarily Torah, but a lot of them are customs that we do, okay, and one of the things I'm going to talk about today is customs, okay, so before I do that, I want to read some, 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 uh from the Ketuvim or the Psalm book of Psalms. I want to read some of that because this is you know it's actually I'm going to even piggyback off of, of your teaching. This is the uh, uh, <laughs> uh Sarah. So so just you know it depends on what the Holy Spirit does, right? I do all this research, and all this studying, but when you all when we all come together and the anointing is flowing, things change. Right? Things change. Right. So let me just do a quick a quick prayer and i'm going to go right into the book of psalms psalm 79 okay if you want to get that you can get psalm 79 okay blessed are you lord our god king of the universe who has sanctified us with his commandments and commanded us to study his torah all right very quick and to the point now i'm sitting in my man cave today and i got my books all around me so I might reach and grab a book and just, uh, just bear with me. I'm, I'm relaxing and we're going to just have a good time. Okay. Uh, so Psalms uh, 79, it says, it's a Psalm of Asaph. Oh God, heathens have entered your domain, defiled your holy temple and turned Jerusalem into ruins. They have left your servants' corpses as food for the fowl of heaven. And their flesh, and the flesh of your faithful, for the wild beasts, their blood was shed like water around Jerusalem, with with none to bury them. We have become the butt of our neighbors, the scorn and derision of those around us. How long, O oh Lord, will you be angry forever? Will you, in your indignation, blaze like fire? Pour out your fury on the nations that do not know you, upon the kingdoms that do not invoke your name, for they have devoured Jacob and desolated his home do not hold your former iniquity do not hold our former iniquities against us let your compassion come swiftly toward us for we have sunk very low help us O god our deliverer for the sake of the glory of your name save us and forgive our sins for the sake of of your name let the nations not say where is their god Before our eyes, let it be known among the nations that you avenge the spilled blood of your servants. Let the groans of the prisoners reach you. Reprieve those condemned to death as befits your great strength. Pay our neighbors sevenfold for the abuse they have flung at you, O Lord. Then we, your people, the flock you shepherd, shall glorify you forever for all time. We shall tell all your praises." So, you know, <clears throat> I just wanted to read that, all right? And, you know, and, and it's for us, you know, it, it, those songs like that remind us who we are, whose we are, okay? And it reminds us that we rebelled against the Father. We rebelled. Our, our forefathers rebelled. And it is up to us to come back to teshuvah, to repent, to return to his, co- his contract agreement. And that's what the life cycles is all about. It's how to re-enter the contract agreement and remain in it. Now, a lot of the things that we talk about that I'm teaching and talking about in the um, life cycles, again, it's custom, okay? so. But the first one, that very first one, that very first one that I talked about last week, which was brit milah or circumcision, that is not a custom, okay? That is not a custom. That is a commandment that we're to do in order to operate in the contract agreement. And I wanna say this also, um, that if you are a Christian, if you are, a muslim you don't have to convert there's no conversion for you i know that you know the rabbis are today especially you know orthodox and uh, rabbis today almost 100% say you have to convert or revert but actually that's you know and I, and i and I'm re- i read from a book from an orthodox teaching that that's not the way it is. And and also when I read this, the Torah, you know, if you believe in the one God, the God of Abraham, and, and you began to follow the commands that he set forth and obey his Torah, you enter into the contract agreement. So for us, the children of Israel, understanding that Abraham, Abraham Avinu, entered into contract agreement with the creator of all things, which is the God of Israel, which is God of the Christians, which is God of the Jews and the God of the Muslim. Even though a lot of uh, right-wingers will say that they worship another God, a different God, because they they call upon Allah. That's not true. If you read the ancient Hebrew, it says Allah. And then in, in Aramaic, they say Aloha. So we have to be very careful. Okay. Um, again, the reason that I say that that the, the Christians and the Muslims don't because they worship the same God of Abraham. Now, I didn't I didn't say anything about Catholicism, even though Catholicism does practice brith or circumcision. So did a lot of the Egyptians. So the, there are other nations that also do brith milah or circumcision. But the difference between us or the children of Israel and the other nations outside of Israel is that it is contract agreement. It is the blood covenant. It is says we are children of blood. It says, Moses, you are a bloody man. It's the blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. And we use that in Christianity, right? Without the shedding of blood. so. Eight days after a man is born and a male child is born, he begins the first process of entering into the contract agreement and it is the responsibility of the parent, mother or father or mother and father to make sure that the child enters that first stage of the contract agreement. It is a part of the blood, it is the shedding of the blood it is the first shedding of the blood of the male child signifying entering into the contract agreement. And now at the age of 12 or 13, this is custom. What I'm about to say now is custom. It is not command. At the age of 12, 13, we enter what we call, we have what we call bat mitzvah for the female and bar mitzvah for the child. And it's just in a a, 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 whole Sarah Again, she reviewed that for you that at that time, you know, that's where we enter into the first stage of responsibility for learning or knowing and practicing the Torah.
0: Okay.
3: Now, in that, uh, again.
0: Excuse me, Griff had a question. You
3: become aware of what it takes to operate in the contract agreement.
1: Yeah, I have a quick question, Rabbi, and this is for um, clarification purposes. I know in the Christian tradition, there is, well, I should say more in the Catholic tradition, there is a huge um, emphasis on infant baptism. Is that biblical? Is, does that hold any value uh, in the Hebrew tradition? I think no, but just wanted to get your perspective on it and your take on it.
3: No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Ours, again, is the Brit Mula. That the baptism, uh, no, that's, that's what we call a tigva. The, the tigva, and the tigva is uh, is recognizing that you are again entered into the congregation or the assembly. Uh, it, it's a purification thing for us as, as Israel is for. Uh, and we'll get into those teachings. We will get into Nida. And, and when you commit a sin, if you have emer- uh, if you have emission uh, of of semen in your sleep or something like that, then you do a tigva. You you it's a cleansing. You, you, in other words, clean cleanliness. cleanliness is what it all falls down to. You go clean yourself up, right? And then you and you get dressed and uh, you know clean your sheets and all that kind of stuff. So, but that what you're saying is a Catholic thing. And remember now, at the age of 13, we start to recognize the into the young adulthood. And so, you know, that child baptism, that's for the parents only
0: right yeah that, that that's an that was an interesting question because even in the baptist church when you're about five or six they stand you on the table they stood you on the table and before you left home your mother said when they asked you a question just say i love the lord so they stood me on the table and say why do you want to be baptized And i say because i love the lord i didn't know nothing about the lord but <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you have to say about that baptism i've been baptized three times in my life but uh what about well, the Baptist
3: baptism? Training though, that, that, that's train up a child in the way, you know, training us. All of these things that we do, these rituals that we do, these, these customs that we do are supposed to, is supporting us and in, into keeping our minds on the father, mm-hmm. that he is a central part of our lives. So there's nothing wrong with that. But you have to understand that at the age of accountability, which is 20 years old, is when, if you want to do a baptism or a tigvah, that's when you would do a tikva at the age of 20 years old, signifying that as an adult, you want to walk in the ways of Torah, right? That's if you're going to really do it properly, right? Again, again remember those are customs, right? And, and they, they are, uh, you know, uh, now the actual immersion is a command. We are commanded to do Certain immersions again. That was for Nida, you know, when that time of the month for the women and and a men uh, emission of semen. You know, uh, if you touch a dead body, you know, if you do things that are you know ritually render you ritually unclean, then you do a tigva or an immersion. So in that respect, we are commanded, right? Um, but we do them for people that are returning to the torah who have left the torah people that are just entering in will do a a tigva or an immersion to symbolizing that they're coming into again entering into that watery as we call watery grave or you're entering you're crossing over you're crossing the waters a hebrew you're becoming one that is aware of the torah and you're going to live by the torah okay that's again there is a command for it but then there's the customary portion of it okay so it is important for us to understand that um, there are customs, but there are commands. There is a command for the tikva and there are times for it, and that's why it's important to learn the Torah. That's why the children are immersed in the Torah at such an early age, because it's important for us to understand and to know the contract agreement the very essence of and it and and that is the Ten Commandments. If you understand the Ten Commandments and know how to operate in the Ten Commandments and then it's broken down into various categories as you grow older, then you understand how to to recognize things that are not Torah and you know not to do those things. I remember this also. I wanted to do this also because sometimes we we uh, want to say that if you don't do a certain mitzvah it's a sin. That is not necessarily the case. There's a sin against man and there's a sin against God, okay? And the sin against God, when you break the Torah commands, you're sinning against the Father in many, in, in you know, in that first category. You should have no other God before me. You should not create an image to bow down. You shall, not, you shall not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Those are spiritual. If you break those, then you have to get you have to get reconciled from the father reconciliation from the father. I can't forgive you for that. Man can't forgive you for that, but only the father can forgive you that for that. But now, if you disrespect your father and your mother, it carries a double whammy because now you're doing spiritual and natural. But then, when you commit adultery, you steal, right? You lie on someone. And you covet someone else's possession in, in, a, in a way that you want to go and take it now you're sinning against man and man is responsible to forgive you for that okay so,
0: so reconciliation um when you say that is repentance is is that what
3: yeah repentance you know in order to be reconciled you have to repent first mm-hmm so if I do you a wrong, then I need to come and, and, and fess up and say, I, I did you wrong, will you forgive me for that? And when you when I do that, it is your responsibility to forgive me of that sin, that trespass that I did against you, right? Against you, against the person, against the man, right? So, you know, if I steal something from you, I have to, and then I have to pay restitution. Uh, this is This is getting into a different area. This is getting into more of, you know, But it's important to know that because you ask the question, we need to to really get into it because again, life cycles, we deal with that because on a daily basis. But it's important that you understand the contract law and the contract agreement and how to apply it today. So remember, this is important because we we say, if you smoke, you're sinning. You're not sinning when you smoke, you're destroying your body, okay? That's not a sin. You drink alcohol, you're not sinning when you drink alcohol because if that was so, the priest would always be in sin. Yeshua would have always been in sin because he drank that alcohol. Yeah, that's true. You see? But if you are a drunkard, now you're sinning against your body, and you need to repent from that and get back on track. So we have to understand that, right? That's why we have sunshine band when you're a child. That's why we have uh, willing workers when you're a t- child, to start teaching you these things. But unfortunately, we have the wrong idea or wrong understanding of what sin really is,
0: mm-hmm. right? And that's and that's why a lot of us want the United States. We know reconciliation is first admitting what you've done. And that's what a lot of people are looking for right now. The protesters are looking for the United States to say, yes, we did this. And, and they're not. And so that can't save us because we know our descendants were the ones who got us over here by them not following the commandments from the beginning. That Deuteronomy, where we uh, talked about, uh, Griff was talking about last week. But we at least want them to say, yes, this happened. And no one's doing that. But go ahead.
3: No, they're not going to do that. Right. Because they have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. Have a form of godliness. Right, so we have to understand that. and and you know this this thing is, is very powerful. you know I taught uh, I preached a sermon back in the '90s about what you talk about today. Uh, you know, I, I know I'm getting off from the life cycle thing, but that's fine, right? We can always get back to that, but but because that teaching that you did sparked an, a remembrance in me about that lesson that I taught. And I had just finished uh, a, a portion of law school. I was gonna to go to law school at the time, contemplated back in the 90s. And so I was at a Southern Bible College in, a, in a, a South Texas School of Law. And I was learning about the law, the code, right? And and so I decided not to go, to, to go and pursue the law degree. So I just got the certification for a paralegal. So I went on and got my, through CLA, which again, Helped me to understand the Torah. And so when I preached that sermon, I talked about possession of land, uh, notorious possession, and, and things of that nature. And that's what happened in this country. It was open and it was conspicuous. They took this land from the people. You see, so there, and, and, and when you look at contract agreement as it pertains to the children of Israel. Possession of Israel, possession of the children of people, is something that we have to re- really look at seriously, especially if you're going to be a person of the contract agreement. You have to understand that contract and what it means to be in that contract. What is a contract? You know, again, the people of the land were here, it was their land. They tilled it. Somebody else came in and took their land, notoriously legally they were wrong for doing that they broke the law they broke god's law they covenanted another people's land and took that land they need to repent and they need to repent to father and to the people that were here see so it's important if you don't do it you know you know now, not then, only
0: did they they take the home. land they murdered people and yeah, that's and what murder. my easter keeping it real and i want people to realize that uh, that murder had, had taken place. And as yeah. we this Thanksgiving thing that they set they celebrating, you you need to pray for our, our Native Americans. You need to pray for yourself and your family and um, a lot of things that's going on right now in the United States. Yeah.
3: And yeah, and, and a lot of those people that were here that were as we call Native Americans, the original people on Turtle Island, were again some of them were israelite blood you know some of them were so you know and then that that go that takes us back into the curse and all that stuff but again when you're you're dealing with this kind of a, a, a atmosphere that we're in this time frame it's uh something that it behooves us as israelites as children of israel as Yehudim or uh, jews um, whatever you want to call yourself it's important for us as a people, an African people, an African Israel people, and Asian people, you know, if you're attached to the Torah, Torah does you no good if you don't know the contract agreement and you don't live and abide by the contract. What are the elements? Did I I taught last? Did I teach last week on the elements of that contract agreement?
0: No, uh, you didn't teach on the elements of it. You know, and, and so. Uh, When I was looking this over too, um, I think about uh, Malcolm X when he said, uh, we didn't land on Plymouth Rock, Plymouth Rock landed on us. (laughs) So he was really radical in his teaching, but a a lot of his teachings were were truthful teachings too, if we uh, even go back to that. But uh, go ahead, that just, we're in the discussion, so it came to my mind.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that that you know that's how we are as a people. We are, we are, we're all in different places, and that's why we, you know, I. I don't want us to be separate, when especially when we believe God and we believe in God, and that's why, you know, I, I cannot go against Christianity. I can't, you know, disavow. The only thing I can say is, if you're a Christian, learn the contract agreement and learn to abide by the contract agreement, you know? And so these things that we're teaching, again, some of them are custom, but they're all designed to lead us back to the Torah, right? So right. if you know that, you know, and and, as, and remember, you know, at Bar Mitzvah, again, I'm gonna get back on track again, at Bar Mitzvah and Bar Mitzvah, the child is 12, 13 years old, which if you look at, uh, if you go back to this Abraham, when Ishmael was circumcised, he was 13 years old. He was 13 years old, around age 13, and so I, I believe that that's where that custom came from, you know, um, Bar Mitzvah becoming responsible for yeah. learning or, or knowing and living by the Torah. I, I, I believe that I, I would use that. Okay, if I if I were going to say, I would say, remember, Ishmael was 13 years old.
0: And, and Contract he- agreement. Griff had a question. I'm sorry. We try to keep the questions going too.
3: Okay. Yeah, that's good.
1: Uh, Yeah, Rabbi, quick question. So um, I know you said that even if you're a a, a Christian, uh, it's important to understand the contract agreement and abide by the contract agreement. Uh, So my question to you was, um, if you are not an Israelite, do you still benefit from the contract agreement? Do Gentiles benefit from the same contract agreement that we as Israelites benefit from?
3: understand this when you enter into the contract agreement and abide by the contract agreement you are no longer a gentile right understand that once you enter into the contract agreement you are no longer considered a con that word should never come out of your mouth again when you're blessing the father you don't say that i'm a i'm a a gentile no you're no longer a gentile that term should leave your lips and never come back So you're you're now under contract agreement. But you're responsible. Now you're responsible. Okay? It's like uh, uh, in the book of Ruth. Remember, you know, book of Ruth, what does it say about Naomi in the book of Ruth? Let me see if I can find something on on the Ruth, you know. Uh, You know, Ruth, she said, where you go, I will go. Your God will be my God. Right. Where you die, I will die. That's contract agreement. She entered into contract agreement. She became a child of the contract. And so that's what happens. We The questions you have to be able to answer and abide by, because now, and when you enter into the contract agreement, remember Deuteronomy 28. There are blessings and there are curses. Yeah. And if you don't think that's true, go back and read the book of Josephus in the book of, of wars Okay, and you read about when the dis- temple was destroyed. It was destroyed because we broke the contract agreement. And if you don't believe that, then answer me this: Why are you living in the United States of America?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. See, because
0: so, so it, it go- goes. It goes both ways. We broke mm-hmm. it. We're over here, and then the ones who were the Gentiles, they can be grafted in by keeping it. And that's why they're over there in Israel. And we're not saying everybody's not a Jew, but there's some that are not Jews over there because they're keeping the contract agreement and we have not
3: Right. You have to understand that if in, and that's a, that's what is required of, of living in the land of Israel is that you keep the contract agreement and legally be there. Again, legally we be there because you can be there under notorious possession you know, you could be living in the land. Um, as we look at, read in Second Kings chapter 17, it talks about the people that were transplanted into the land and they learned the contract agreement, but they still did what they were doing. So again, going back, once you accept the contract agreement, you're no longer a Gentile, but you are responsible for knowing what is in the Torah and living by it. You are responsible. And if you don't, Your punishment comes faster now than it was before you believed. It'd be better for you not to have ever believed than to enter into the agreement and then break it. This contract agreement is very powerful and and it is real. And we are living examples of that now. But now we're at a time of reconciliation. And so we're teaching these different little thing, concepts or principles so that we can that we can live by and teach our children, our children's children, and our neighbors how to return, especially, my heart cries out to the Christian community because I so desire that they would come into contract agreement and obey it, okay, and live by it so they can operate in the uh, anointing or Mashiach, the anointing. But until you know it, you know, what you don't know can hurt you my oldest son said that I found out that what you don't know really can not hurt you because indeed yeah because people can tell you anything and you believe it you know we did keep that uh feast of what they call it thanksgiving when we didn't know but once we and we did do that that day of the easter egg right we went out and searched for the easter bunny and, and all that stuff and and you know, served up diana on the egg and Samarimus and and, and Astorte, we worshiped all that stuff and we did Astorte, which is at Christmas time, you know, and uh, time use, which, you know, all those things we did because we did it out of ignorance because we had been conditioned into believing that Yeshua was born in in the month of December, you know, on the 25th day.
0: Right. And I'm going to get in, I'm going to get into that next week. And yeah. so, uh, and that's why it talks about being born again. It's not coming out of your mother's womb again. It's the, the coming into the knowledge of what the Bible says and what the Torah says and and what the truth is about everything. That's what right. being reborn again really is. It's coming, having the awakening.
3: Yeah, and we were taught those things as children. Remember, we were taught those things as children, right?
2: Right.
3: So. Just think about it. Now we're reversing that. We're no longer teaching our children that, but we're now we're teaching them. You need to understand the Torah, right? You need to, and that so that's what we're instilling into our children on a daily basis. When we wake up, when we sit down, when we rise up, that's why we say the Shema. It reminds us. See, saying that Shema is a command. It's really when you read the Torah, it doesn't command you to do the Shema. It says, "But you shall teach it to your children." So we made it a custom to say the Shema in the morning and in the evening. We did that, and that was during Ezra's time, so that we would not forget. See, so that we could would not forget. So it was done, and that's a good thing, right? To 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 say the Shema, at least the first six lines of the Shema. Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Baruch Shem Kevod Malchuto Le'olam We have the Etz you say, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be his glorious name, whose kingdom is forever and ever. You should love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength, right? And then Yeshua says, you should love your neighbor as yourself, you see? So we say that in the morning when we wake up and we lay down. That's a good thing because it reminds us that we are to hear the, the words, and it should come out of our mouth. We have another custom that the children are taught between the age of, 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 of five and 13, and they, and they watch, and well, actually my granddaughter, she's watching us now. She's covering her head. She's saying, amen. She's learning those things because we're instilling it into her, you see? And we do that as a, as a YPWW and Sunshine Bay. We were instilling Christianity into the children. We have to make sure they understand that in that they should learn how to apply the contract agreement in their everyday life so they know it we know it so that again we when we see the earthly the the, the Gentiles those that are outside the contract agreement that are keeping Christmas they the children say well, why are they doing that and you could tell them well they do that because they don't understand the contract agreement but we do understand the contract so we don't do those things and we can go to the book of Jeremiah and you can read where they cut down the tree and they decked it with lights and and, and don't be and said, don't be afraid of it. we can teach our children about that and show them right so it's important for us. And that's why we have these life cycles. Again, here I am back at it again. That's why we do the life cycles. And so some of it you're gonna, again, some of it you're going to it's gonna be a challenge to you because especially when we start talking about the marriage ceremonies and how we're to conduct ourselves in the marriage, right? So that's part of the life cycle. When you get, you said 18, 20 years old, you start getting ready for marriage and stuff, right? So you have to know how to treat your wife and you have to know how to treat your husband. There are different things in, and that's taught in, the, and I say life cycles, but actually I'm teaching you from the Shulchan Ruch and I'm teaching you from the Mishnah and uh, bringing it out of the Torah, how it lived. Now, you know.
0: Uh, and, and, I, and I think about you Rabbi Avshalom, how you said your mother, who was a Native American taught you the way, well, you and I think about 1622, when they went to Virginia, and they, you know, they were bringing slaves over there, I'm sure they were saying, who are these people they have chained up and and bound? And they were, they discovered, hey, these are, you know, from the Eboo tribe over there off the slave trade. So I'm sure the Native um, Americans knew who we were because they were bringing them over in their area.
3: Yeah, they did have communication with us uh, before then we have some historical documentation that say that but remember there were five civilized tribes that had slaves and remember this though even though we call them slaves they were incorporated into the communities of the the cherokee and you know and and i can't remember all the names but uh, of the five tribes but they were incorporated and actually a part of the tribe when they're so the different You know, slavery in itself was not, it was more like a servant. You became an evit, a servant to a person, and you're supposed to be treated in a certain respect according to the Torah, you see. But what happened here, the experiment here in in this land on Turtle Island was a totally different thing. It was not really servitude. It was chattel. So when the Native Americans saw us coming over, they knew who we were already. They already knew. They had already... Had communication with us, and remember also that slaves in the Native America, the original people, were also taken to to Europe as slaves. You know and, that.
0: And Doctor Doctor Moore wanted to add something too.
2: Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, I agree with what you, what you just said because we were definitely sent to Europe. Two points. Um, when you were talking about <clears throat> no longer gentiles no longer being called gentiles Ephesians 2 chapter 2 verses 19 through 22 once you become one in Christ you, you no longer call a gentile and then Ephesians 3, 8 tells us that we w- when when Yeshua comes back we will be he's not he's coming back for one new man regardless of where you're born regardless of of of, of of your your nation, you are going to be one man in spirit with Christ.
3: That's very very true. Because and where did that come from? That comes from the from Exodus. It says there was a mixed multitude that came out of the bondage. That's a right. mixed multitude. That's right. You know. So you know. And, 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 and actually from teaching from the orthodoxy, they teach the same thing, used to, and, and it used to, I don't know if they still do, but I, I believe they do. But, yeah. you know, once you come in, that, you know, and they talk about the, the uh, uh, actually talk about the mixed multitude, it talks about the Khazarians. Who converted? It talks about how during the time of Yeshua, that uh, during Paul's time, that they converted a lot of people became known as Jews, uh, right. you know, and and entered into. And we have rabbis, sages who were, you know, outside of it that that joined the congregation of Israel became known as Jews. They weren't actually named Jews; they called Jews because they were not Israelites, but they took on Torah, so they became known as Jews, and they became rabbis.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: See, so you know, this is a very powerful thing. And it's a very, if, if we would all come to our senses, mm-hmm. we would stop fighting yes. each other because Correct. of our customs and help each other. Because I'm gonna tell you something, the Jews, right? I'm talking about the black ones that call themselves Jews and the Europeans that call themselves Jews would, would, it would do them well to learn how to operate in the Ruach HaKodesh, the anointing of the Holy Spirit and not just the letter of the law. Mm-hmm. And then for the Christians who are filled with the Holy Ghost, it'd do us well to learn about the Torah and how to walk in Torah, mm-hmm. in the spirit, in the Ruach HaKodesh, how to do, so we can learn from each other,
0: Right.
3: right? But the, but the unifying uh, 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 knot is the Torah. And if you think that, if you believe that Yeshua came and and, and made a separation, you're misled. You've been misled. He never did that. Mm-hmm. We know that. He never sought to do that.
2: Mm-hmm. And
3: people have lied. And I'm going to tell you, in, and I'm saying this, and I know this is going out, but a Lot of Jews have lied on Yeshua. Some have lied and said he never existed. But we have historical fact that he existed as a God man, theoanthropolic Christ, Mashiach, anointed one.
0: Yeah. We know they
3: live. Don't, don't lie on the man and say he never lived. Don't lie and say, and don't lie on the man and say he said he was God. He never said that. Mm-hmm. He always referred to him as the Father, just as David did. David said, "Our Father." He prayed, to "Our Father." He talked, to "Our Father." So, people have lied on him yeah. and lied about him. We must stop these lies, and that's breaking the command of God. You should not bear false witness against your neighbor. So, if you're saying those things, you're bearing false witness. You're lying on the man and about the man. And that's lashon hara. That brings sickness up on your body.
2: Yeah.
3: You see. That brings sickness upon your body when you're lashon hara. So when you're committing lashon hara against Yeshua, because some somebody else told you, you're gonna get sick because of that. You know, and it's a certain kind of sickness. They call it uh, leprosy. You know, but there's a punishment for that. But you know, and and we do it out of ignorance a lot of times. You know, I'm talking about the Jews, I'm talking about Christians, and Islam, the Muslims. We, we lie on each other, we fight each other and it's foolishness. So we're trying to, to, to to you know, and I know other rabbis that are trying to 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 stop this foolishness. There are many of us trying to stop this foolishness. Let's come together as if one people, but it has to be under the Torah because it says there should be one teaching, right? For the Israelite, for the sojourner and for the stranger. So there's one teaching and that one teaching comes out of the Torah. Mm-hmm. So, we all must return to the Torah. So, the Jews have a right, the Israelites have a right. We have a right on that part. We have to return to the Torah because that's what's going to unify us as a people. And when we do it under the anointing of Mashiach, that, that gives us the, the power to make the change, you see. And so, when Slomo uh, uh, Melech he made his prayer, right, he prayed that when we Scattered amongst the nations, that when we're in the nation, we remember and we come to our, our senses that we repent and return. And we as a people have to repent and return. right? And so um, um, the wall that, that, that's separating us, the three walls, think about this, there are three walls in Jerusalem, right? Three walls torn down. The three walls that separating the three different believers. Jews, Israelites, and Muslims, or say Jews, Christians, or Israelites, Christians, and Muslims. Those are three walls that are dividing the family. Three walls, and three walls are destroyed. If you look at it, you do some research, you find there are three walls. Josephus talks about three walls. That's us. We are the walls. So we have to destroy those walls that are separating us and come together. And that's why it says Yeshua said, Come unto me and, and take my yoke upon you, right? And learn of me. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. He's talking about come on, take the Torah upon you. That's what he's saying. Because and, but again, the problem lies in our customs where we make it hard for people to follow the Torah. Right? We make it hard. Men have made it hard. It was not meant to be so. You know what? We have a store here in Houston called Belkin's and it's closed down. I drove by there the other day. I was going over to to get some bread, some uh, 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 Lebanese bread. I went to get and pita bread made from guys from Lebanon. He makes the best bread I, you know, so I passed by Belkin. Belkin's is shut down. So where are you going to get your kosher meats from? And you because Belkin's is gone. So if you want some kosher meat, where you go? Do you know where to go you know if you can't find another kosher store in your neighborhood you know what the halal is there and halal is kosher a lot of you know a lot of jews won't profess but they'll sneak in there and get it don't get their halal meat because they know that they're not going to have the blood in it you know and then you have a responsibility to make sure the blood comes out and they have a, a ritual way of slaughtering they're the way of slaughtering that they do and so again we have to be aware, we have to know the things, where we can go to get what we need, you know, and then if you want to eat, of course, you just, you know, again, by uh, knowing where to go and we have a uh, network of where to go and, and to get different things, we have to do this and we learn these through, again, Torah teaches us how to deal with each other, you know, how to treat each other. And we learned that at an early it's instilled in us as a child. You know, you got it tell love your neighbor, just don't hold a rush, all right? Or take vengeance against the children of your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. So when it says, your people and your neighbor, the neighbor are those that have converted and become Torah keepers. That's why your neighbors, you know, the other people. And, and your people, of course, those are your bloodline. Those are the Israelites.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
3: and so we have to stop Fighting each other and 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 tearing each other down. We have that even in the just in the in the African American community, we destroy each other, you know, because we don't know who we are. We've left the Torah. If we stayed in the Torah, we would love each other. You know, if we understood it, well, if we go back to Genesis and go back to Genesis and in the seventh in the sixth day, when he created man, he said he created him in God's image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female created them. And if I'm looking at you and I'm seeing the father in you, then how am I going to hate or destroy you or break the command of God? Right. You know, so, and these things are instilled in God. And then that's a part of life cycle. Life cycles teaches us how to do those things and what to expect at different times of life and what the responsibility is is at that time of life. So back to it again. At 13, you start to understand that, There are certain things you can do and can't do and shouldn't do as a young adult while you're under the the protection of your parents until you turn 20 years old. So you learn those things. You learn how to operate them. And so when you go into school outside and you act a different way, it's because you've been the Torah has been instilled in you and you understand. You know. And it's no. I'm back to this 13 years old because in our community we. Maisha and I, Elisa and I used to talk about this. We didn't have, and, and friends and family, and we didn't have customs that we did, you know, when we got to that age. And really, it's just, you know, when Yeshua went up as a child, he went up and he read uh, and, and he was found, you know, he, and his mother and father left him and he was back there with the rabbis and he was confounding with his answers because he was at 13 years old at that time. He was operating in responsibility. Uh-huh. He had read from the he had read from the Torah. He had been up and did his bat mitzvah. He had done it. That's what that's what all, that was all about. He was going there for that, you see. And so, you know, Yeshua is showing us he did all these things. He did the immersion, signifying that he's in what under the Torah. He was signifying the he's out of sin. He's, he's repentance. He's doing the, he's doing the immersion, signifying repentance. Why was he doing that? so that he could show that we need to operate in the Torah principles. He went to the temple on Shabbat because he's teaching us. He's going through the stages of life. He's showing us that through the stages of life, there are certain things. So at Bar Mitzvah time, 13, he was doing the Bar Mitzvah. We need to teach our children at 13. You need to be responsible for learning and operating in Torah because Yeshua did it. We need to go back to that story and say, look at what Yeshua did at 13. His parents had to go back and get him because he was still under their protection until he was 20 years old. So they went back to get it and they taught him a trade, how to be a carpenter, and all these things. Where, and you're learning these things in his young adult years, you see. So there is a reason for doing what we do. And there's a reason that we need to return to the Torah. And, and again, I'm teaching out of, of this book here, which is, what the complete book of Jewish observance, the complete book of Jewish observance, what I'm, I'm reading from the life cycle. Of course, I do it from a uh, beta Israel as well, but I always look at different sides and different perspectives. I want you to see it from different perspectives. So, this book is a good book, all right? It's a good book if you don't, it gives you some scripture. Again, this is the complete book of Jewish observance, it's a practical uh, manual for the modern Jew. Okay, so again, and it I teaches know things.
0: Griff has that book also.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's a good book, right? It talks about the Khazarias. It talks about it. it. Talks about the Christians and Muslims. It talks about it. all the things that I talked about today. It's in that book. It's in that book. You see.
0: And, so, I've, and I've started reading my Sefer, and mm-hmm. it's been very helpful, and it's teaching me words too out of the mm-hmm. Sefer. Yeah. So this is a really good book for you to get also.
3: Yeah. I'll tell you something else that with that Sefer in the Book of Josephus, in the notes, it talks about uh Second Hesedrus. And you don't have that in the King James Version, Hesedrus. It talks about the things in Hesedrus. Uh, it
0: gives you the names of the uh the books in Hebrew, it gives you the yeah. Hebrew names and it talks about after the Second Temple uh, Yeshua name was always used, they praised him and then they wrote him in the books,
3: right? Yeah, how, yeah. And,
0: and how the Greeks changed the name, and then when it got by the time it got here to uh the United States, it was Jesus, so it talks about all of that in the Sephiroth, also,
3: yeah. And 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 that name, you know, that name change did a lot of damage yeah. because in changing the name, it's like Kunta Kente name was changed to Toby. Toby.
0: But at the end of the day, this whole program is about us coming together. Yeah. Whether you say Jesus Christ, whether you say Yeshua, the Lord, the Christ, at the end of the day, it's about keeping those commandments. It's about building up your family. It's about knowing who you are, your identity, knowing that these are your people, our Hebrew Israelites, that's in this Bible. Yeah. And so it's coming into the truth. And yes. so... Um, and I study Christianity, I go to church on Sunday, and I also keep the Sabbath day holy on mm-hmm. Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's not hard, it's not that hard.
3: Yeah, I would say there is when you coming into and begin to apply the principle of Torah, um, just let it happen. The yoke is easy, the burden is light, let it happen. Begin to apply it and before you know it, changes. I mean, things will change. And people, like I said, people will say, you're you, you are a different person and they do that anyway. But even more so because they're gonna see that you, your whole, you're flowing in the anointing and your feet are on the ground, right? And you're able to touch people no matter where they are. There's something about the anointing of God that, mm-hmm. you know, he, we have to understand that he is right yes. and and his spirit is yes and he doesn't have to walk through walls mm-hmm. he doesn't have to because he is yes. right. he doesn't have to come yes. to you he is
2: mm-hmm. you know
3: he's in you he he put his spirit in us
2: yeah
3: and all he yes. all he desires is that we just take the yoke on it and just to release the Holy Spirit, the anointing to operate in your life because He's
0: there. he doesn't have to come, he's already there. Go yeah. to the next level, yes, right. yes. Next in level. In your mouth, yeah, right.
3: The word is nearly even in their mouth, right? And it's all there. So he's trying to tell us that, you know, and, and it behooves those that are Orthodox Jews that and many of them, I'm gonna tell you the truth, Truth be told, they, they know a lot of them know it, they just don't show it in public. Mm-hmm. But and they know how to operate in it. Yeah. see, know how to know how to apply the natural things so that it affects the spiritual realm and how to tap into the spiritual realm to make it operate in the natural realm. And guess what? Those that are gifted in the Holy Ghost know how to do it too. Yeah. We know how to do it, yeah. we know, how, and so we bring peace. Our whole thing is we're gonna bring peace. To the body to the family mystery car bring it to the family you know and, and again we're going to destroy these walls that divide us come together as one people one man we're going to be one unified it's one my father read that gospel of john again read john chapter 17 again with a different mindset you know they and me and i and you and we are one Those are spiritual concepts. See, those are spiritual that didn't originate right in the New Testament, in the gospel. They originated in the Torah. Mm -hmm. Those that are with me today and those that are not. What is he talking about? A spiritual thing. He was talking about us today.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: Back in the Exodus, he's talking about us already. And all these people, these are all of you that are here with me today, the mixed multitude and those that are coming. You know, he prayed for us. You know he, we're, we're, God is. He's there. He, there's no time with Him. Oh, yeah. There's no distance. There's no up. There's no down. He is. He is. Yeah. Hey, and yeah. sure. Hey, yeah. I am, or I will be who I w- or will be, or I am that I am. Yeah. In other words, I, I don't have to come to you. I'm here. I manifest myself so that you can see me. Mm-hmm. You sure said it's just like the wind. You can't see it, but you feel the effects of it.
2: Mm-hmm. Right?
3: That's our father. He can be just as calm, but then he has a wrath. And you see the effects of his wrath. You also see the effects of his calm. You see, and, and so not by might nor by power, but by my spirit says. So that's, and he's telling us how to operate in him. In him. We do these physical things on the earth and these little things to, to keep us in tune with to remind us that we have a father, Avino Shabbat Shammanyin. We have a father which is in heaven, Avino Shabbat Shammanyin. And we bless him all the time. We increase him all the time. Why, we increase him? We increase it ourselves, you see. As he increases, we increase. As we submit to him, as, as we submit to his anointing, then he is able to, to rule in our lives. Let me decrease that he may increase.
2: Yes. yes. See, all
3: these are Christian concepts, but they come from old. Mm-hmm. The prophets operated in them. So I'm not going to fight and, and destroy Christians. No, I'm not I'm going to love my Christian brothers. But I'm going to teach Torah. As they teach me how to walk in Christ, I'm going to teach them how to walk in Torah, who is in Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're teaching each other, loving each other. Um. <laughs> Brother, let me let me do something for you you know monday third monday of every month the brothers get together at seven o'clock on the phone dr benjamin spearheads this thing and we have we have apostles we have pastors we have lay people on and then i'm on there representing the the, the you know west african jews uh as a rabbi and we have a beautiful time we lift each other we have prayer we pray in the spirit we just Enjoying ourselves, it just you know,
2: just men, yes, yes, men,
3: and we discuss the word, amen. We love on each other in the word, and that that thing is just beautiful.
2: <laughs> Hallelujah.
3: That thing is beautiful, and, yes. and it's it's powerful, you so so, and that's what it's all about. That's what we're trying to do here, and keeping it real. We give you some history of why things are the way they are. Yes. And we're showing you how to change things in our lives as a community of people. Yes. You see, stop killing each other and destroying each other. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we, we do those things because we don't know who we are. But once we know who we are, you see, once you know that you are a prince, a princess, a king, you know, when you know that you're mm-hmm. a, a you know, as it says in the Psalms, it says in the psalm, you are gods, <laughs> you know, you're gods. You know, what makes us gods? Cause we're in him.
2: Yes. You know? Shanna.
3: Yeah. They, and, and in Greek mythology, they call them demigods, little gods. Yes. Hey. Right. you know what? I can accept that. Cause the Psalm says that, the Psalmist says that, you know, you're little gods. How, how are we little gods? Because we obey the commandment of our father and we yes. walk in his power. Mm-hmm. You see. He, he said, said to Moses, he said, you and Aaron could be like gods to Pharaoh. Check that out. Yeah. You shall be as gods to Pharaoh. You shall be as powers to Pharaoh. How is that? Because the power of the kingdom of God operates through yes. you. Yes. I see. Tell me something. Huh? Tell I, me something. Yes. Holler at your brother. Yes. <laughs> holla at your brother.
0: Yes. <laughs> we we thank you so much for your wonderful word we thank right. you at the gathering two or more gathering we know Yahshua is in the midst
2: mm-hmm.
0: we, we thank the Lord for another day Yahweh for another day he's an on time God he's a wonderful God he's protecting the household we thank you Rabbi Shalom, for your word we thank you Dr. Apostle Benjamin Moore for your word we thank everyone we thank uh, uh, Lisa, Aunt Griff God is good. He's an awesome God. Our Elohim, our I am, our Abba. We lift him up. We give him praise. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere all the time. We love him. We love his mercy. We ask that he wash over the households. As they do celebrate, and the ones who don't, we just, the Passover. We thank you for coming into the light. We ask that this word penetrate your spirit, that it goes into your mind, that this change start happening, yes, that the yeah. power comes upon you, that you can clearly hear his voice when he speaks, and that you give him the credit and say, The Holy Spirit is speaking to me. And that you thank the Holy Spirit daily as it gets more, more, more in your life, and that you can hear it, and that the blinders are taken off. That we love one another and that the killings will stop. The belief as a muster seed that the Leviticus, that these traditions will stop and we will come into the agreement of the Torah and what we should be celebrating. And that we will change our lifestyle because we have the ability to do that. If you have the ability to wear a mask, because they told you, you have the ability to change your lifestyle. You have ability to keep the Sabbath day holy. Try it and see how your life start changing, and see how things just aren't. It's minute. It's peaceful, it's more peaceful in your life. You don't worry about the things you used to worry about the worldly things. It's just having enough that there's food on the table, that there's a roof over your head and you have the love of your family and you're teaching him the way of the Lord.
2: Jesus.
0: As Yahshua is sitting on the right hand and he's advocating for us. He loves us. We have eternal life.
2: Yes,
0: yes, yes. We're not dying or multiplying. We like the sand on the beach, he said. They've tried genocide. They've tried the trick of the devil. They tried to kill us off. They haven't been successful. But God, mm, he is here in the midst. As it, glory, glory. as it goes through our bodies. As his Holy Spirit arrives, he has arisen. and Yes. You are holy. Thank you. You are merciful. You are peaceful. You are loving. We, we thank you, we uh, I'll deny, uh, I'll deny. We thank you. We lift your name on high. Yes. Well, Regatta, we thank you. Blessed are you, our Lord. Be
2: name.
0: Griff, as you close us out in prayer. Uh, Griff?
1: Yep, yeah, I'm here, sis. If you close
0: us out with prayer, please.
1: Father, dear God, we come to you with humble hearts. First and foremost is thanking you for the gift of fellowship. For you said that when two of more are gathered, you will be in the midst, Father, and we feel your presence. So we thank you for that. We thank you for sending your Holy Spirit down, your Ruach, down to teach us and to guide us. For you said that that you would call all into a remembrance for us, Father. You said that you would call us back into your word back into your spirit that you would leave a remnant for us and that that remnant will lead us back will hold the banner up to lead the nations back to their god. We thank you father for uncovering our identities for helping us to see who we are, who we're meant to be. That we've been in 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 the darkness father, but you said that a, that a light has been lit. Not to be put under a bush or to be put under a bed, but to but to light up the whole house father. We thank you for giving us that flame within, the flame with the the, the flame of the creator that gives us the light that lights up the entire house, Father. We thank you for creating us in your image. We thank you for your son Yeshua coming down that we may go to you directly. That we may come to you directly, Father, and that we may feel your presence and feel your spirit on a daily basis. We thank you for just bringing bread out of the earth, Father, for, for the grass still being green, for the for the, for the sky still being blue, for for us still having breath in our lungs, for us still having blood that flows through our body, for all of the miracles, Father, for we take nothing for granted. We thank you for everything that you've done for us. We thank you for, for even being here in this land Father, even though it might have been for disobedience, we know that you still have a purpose for us, that you still have us, just as Daniel was in was in Babylon, Father, and, and was able to do so many things, that you have so much for us to do here, and we thank you for all the teachings, for all for just bringing us together and allowing us to come on one accord as a family, to... To praise your name, lift your name on high, Father, for you are the Alpha and the Omega. Yes. We know that your kingdom is everlasting, Father, from generation to generation, that that you bless those that 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 venerate your name, Father, that you're giving us the commandments, that you're giving us the, the, yes. the wherewithal to teach our generations, Father, to lift up our generations. We know that the youth is the key. And yes. we just ask that you continue to allow us to just, to, just, to just honor you in all ways, Father. For we never want to put shame to your name. We know that we are the only Bibles that some people will ever read. And we and we give thanks and glory for that we know that we are your your kodesh father that we are a nation of holy priests That we are a nation of, of 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 believers father that that even though we're in the age of gentiles that we're all grafted in and we can all praise your holy name we thank you for everybody represented on this line father that you just allow us to 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 be doers and not only hearers but doers of the word that that the word that that's hit today, Father, that it finds good ground, that it is not choked out by the thorns, yes. it's not choked out by the thistles, but that it finds good ground and it takes root and that it multiplies to the tens and the fifties and the hundred times mm-hmm. that we that we receive the fruit, Father, the fruit, the fruit of the spirit: love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control, meekness, all those things in which you promised us, Father, promised us, Father. We pro- we ask that we have a joy that surpasses. and and, and a peace a shalom that surpasses all understanding that even though we're in the midst of pandemics that that they may they may mislabel this stuff father but we know that these are plagues father that the end time is coming that that Yeshua is coming back for us father and we just thank you we thank you for giving us clarity in these end times We thank you for opening our minds opening our hearts for opening our spirits for opening our third eye father for giving us giving us wisdom that just that just goes beyond our natural understanding we thank you father we Amen. thank you. We we pray for everybody represented on this line, Father, that Amen. you that you allow, that you watch over our spirits, that you allow us to continue to venerate and keep you at the forefront, Father. That you give us the boldness and give us the confidence Amen. and give us everything that we need to keep your commandments. Because we know we are weak vessels, Father. That we're broken vessels, but we know that you use the broken, that you Amen. heal the broken, that you are the potter and we are the clay, Father. And that if we just Amen. give you give you the chance that you will just mold us into exactly what you want us to be. We thank you because we're not human beings, but rather human becomings, Father. Yes. Every day becoming yes. something new. Every day just, just just, just, molding into your image, Father. We thank you. Thank we you. thank you. In your Son, Yeshua's name, we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: All of these men have poured out their spirit to you out of love. From the young one to the more seasoned one. We're doing it because we love you. There's a spirit right now as you touch the screen that's flowing. Yahshua is real. You repent, you recognize him, you study your Torah and you, and you give it over to him, it's too big for you. The spirit is moving right now, the skies are open. He loves you. You touch the screen and say, I recognize that there is a true and living God. And you say, help me find thy way. I guarantee you, he will show up and show out. And if he's done it for us, he's no respect to a person, he'll do it for you. Today is a day, a new start and a new beginning. Give it over to him, it's too big for you. We thank you for another opportunity.
2: Shalom. Shalom, shalom.